Pastor Chuk Sogoye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chooks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of our online Bible study, our masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. My name is Chucks Ugohe. It's a beautiful evening. We are doing episode 159 tonight. 159. And we've been sharing on the goodness of God. But for the last uh, eight, nine episodes, we have been on the thought of the goodness of God and soul cavities. The goodness of God and soul cavities. And today is the 10th installment. Yeah? It's the 10th part in the series. So today is part 10. The goodness of God and soul cavities. And we've been, we've been um, talking about, uh, in the last three or four episodes, we've been talking about the soul cavity of death. Death. Okay. And we are really going, going all the way to explain this thing so that we all get it. Jesus died on the cross to defeat death. <laughs> death has been defeated. Death has been destroyed. Death should not have a hold on the life of the believer. No at all. Not at all. Bible says we have been raised with Christ from the dead. And if we have been raised with Christ from the dead, we must put pressure on, on the truth and press in and manifest the realities of what that means. See, there's a generation that God is raising. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it's called the terminal, well, I call it terminal generation. The Bible says there is a generation, there are people who will not sleep, but they will be transformed. That generation that will not sleep, the reason why they will not sleep is because they have faith for life. They use their faith to lay hold on what God promised in his word and pull it out and bring it into their experience. Uh, it, it will not be, it, they will not access that, that blessing or that, that reality by being passive. No, it is by actively pressing in and laying hold of the word of God and saying no to death. And that generation, as I, as I, as I have explained in previous episodes, they are coming into bigger and better and brighter light and revelation from the word of God. And remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So they're coming into that understanding and then they lay hold on life and say, we will not die. <laughs> we will not die. And it is that revelation and their faith that is activated by that revelation that births the terminal generation. And that terminal generation is now. So, so God is pouring forth revelation and understanding to apostles and prophets to share with the body so that as many as lay hold on that word can actually activate it and actualize it. All right. So we're talking about the, that cavity. You remember what a cavity is? A cavity is a lie. A cavity is a gap in understanding 
or a lie or a misunderstanding or misinformation. A wrong mindset, an erroneous mindset that you have held onto in your mind that is not consistent with the truth. The Holy Spirit came to guide us into all truth. In other words, the Holy Spirit came to fix cavities. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes to fix cavities. As truths are revealed, cavities are sealed. As cavities are sealed, our experience of the goodness of God heightens or increases. Cavities undermine our capacity to enjoy the experience of the goodness of God. That's what cavities do. So, so where in any area where you have a cavity, you will not enjoy the fullness of, uh, of the goodness of God as intended by redemption. Right. So, so any area of your life or my life where we are not experiencing the goodness of God as we are supposed to, it is because there's a cavity. There's a lie. There's a, an ignorance. Remember, the Bible says that my people perish for what? For lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge is a cavity. It's a lack. It's a gap. And, and it, people perish not because the devil is, is mean. People perish because they have cavities. A lack is a cavity. A lack of knowledge is a cavity. And these cavities empower the devil. So without dark cavities, Satan cannot operate. See, the Bible says he came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So he cannot steal if there's no cavity. <laughs> he cannot kill if there's no cavity. He cannot destroy if there's no cavity. So he can only steal, kill, or destroy because there are cavities. So close the cavities, Satan is rendered useless. Completely useless. And what the Holy Spirit is, is on a mission at this time is to pour so much light so much truth into the body so that the body of Christ is healed of cavities and that completely dis disempowers the devil. That completely renders him useless. The more cavities are filled, the more useless the devil becomes. The more powerless. In fact, he's already powerless. It's cavities that give him power. It's cavities that give him power in the life of a believer. The, he's been destroyed. Satan is eternally defeated. That's what the Bible teaches. Satan is already eternally defeated. Cavities is what empowers him. So get rid of cavities. You, you don't have anything to worry about Satan. Satan is pushed back into the, into the, into the backside of nowhere where he belongs. Yeah. So, so that's why we, so we, we are studying these things and shedding light. There are many believers who erroneously believe that death is the... Is the uh, inevitable end that's what i'm looking for is the inevitable end of believers nothing can be further from the truth it's not inevitable it's not an inevitable end no it's not it's not actually the bible teaches that for the believer death is a choice let me let's go to the bible philippians chapter one for the believer death is only a choice but many people have relinquished their choice and accepted it as a sentence that they don't have a choice. So many people think that death is an inevitable sentence levied upon all humans. No, nothing can be further from the truth. Believing in that is what is a cavity. It empowers the spirit of death. It empowers the one who came to steal, to kill, and to destroy, to do what he's doing. Believing that you are sentenced to an inevitable end no, that's a cavity. 
Look at what, what, what the Bible teaches. Death for the believer is a choice. It's a choice. For I know, I'm reading Philippians chapter 1 verse 19. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. I declare for you, in nothing you shall be ashamed. In the name of Jesus. In nothing, nothing, you will not be ashamed in anything in the name of Jesus. Shame, disgrace, and embarrassment are out of your life in Jesus' name. But with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be manifested in my body. Listen to this. Whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ. And to die is gain. So, so there are two choices. To live is Christ. I can live. I can choose to live. It's Christ. I can choose to die. It's gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet, what I shall choose, I cannot tell. What I shall choose, I cannot tell. What I shall choose, Paul say, I, there are two options here. I can choose to submit to death and die, or I can choose to live. So it's a choice. Someone said death is a choice. It's a choice. If you don't believe this, death will become an inevitable sentence, levied and, 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 and enforced on you. It will no longer be a choice. The cavity will undermine your, your power of choice in this matter and make you a victim instead of a victor. Do you know that the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead made all believers victors over death? Bible says we have been raised with him. We have been raised with him. And somebody said, but he's talking about the spiritual raising. I'm asking you the question. Did Jesus, was Jesus raised from the dead only spiritually? He was raised spiritually and physically. His body came out from the grave. And he's saying the same way he was raised, you have been raised. So your body also has been raised. You got to believe it by faith to see it manifest. All right. Look at what the Bible says. Let's keep going. For I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Okay? Paul is saying, I have a desire to depart and be with Christ. It's far better. It's more, it's much, 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 much better. Uh, nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. If I remain here, it's more needful for you. You need me. It's more helpful for you. So, so as long as I am a blessing to you, and there is still opportunity to serve you in ministry and minister the word of God to you and help you and impart grace, I will consider it as a, a, a blessing to be alive, to, to be with you. To, to, yeah? That's what Paul was saying. So, nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. Verse 25. And being confident of this, 
I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. Can you see? He made that decision. He says, I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. For your progress. So when you are no longer enjoying my presence and it's no longer producing progress for you, I better go. But right now, being with you, we produce progress, so I'm going to stay. So can you see Apostle Paul, with all the revelation he got from, from, from God directly, he understood it, that death for the believer it should be a choice, not an inevitable sentence. Not an inevitable sentence that makes you helpless. No, it's a choice. You choose to go, you choose to stay. For Paul, he understood that being there for the Philippians, the Philipp Philippian Christians, I, I, there is something my presence is going to do for their progress. I want them to progress in manifesting the goodness of God. I want them to progress in manifesting the fullness of the promises of God. So, for that purpose, I will stay. And I will continue to stay. And he stayed. And when the time was up, he said it. You know, I am about to be poured out. So I choose to go. He left. <laughs> so, so death is a choice. And what I'm saying to you now is, the terminal generation uh, is that generation that choose to stay for the progress of the church. That choose to stay for the fullest expression of the goodness of God in the body. Hallelujah. That's why they are choosing to stay. That's why they are defying death. That's why they are saying, ah, ah, death, back off. We are going to be here to manifest the goodness of God. Right? So, so I want to I help you understand this thing. <laughs> uh, go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. This is powerful. He said, By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. There is a generation of people who are sinking with God who are locking in with God and they are working with God closely in intimate relationship with him and, and these people are fully pleasing to God part of the package of being fully pleasing to God is that they reject death why because death is God's enemy so they reject death. Their love for God and their love for the life of God is causing them to say no to death. They reject it. They say no to death. And because they say no to death, they will not see it. They will not see it. The, the reason why Enoch did not see death in his physical body was because he did not see death on his inside. Chai, chai, chai. He did not see death on the inside. Is it not what you see on the inside that determines what you see on the outside? If you haven't seen it on the inside, you won't see it on the outside. <laughs> so, so, so there is a generation that are laying hold on the revelation of life that they don't see death inside of them. 
They, they see only life. And because they see life inside, they can't see death outside. They can't see death in their environment. They can't see death in their neighborhood. They can't see it. Because they see only life. Why? Because they are in such fellowship with the Father that the Bible says, remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, and we are changing to the same image. So, so this terminal generation are beholding, they are beholding, they are locked in on God, and they are beholding the face of the Lord, and they are beholding the glory of the Lord in intimacy, in sweet communion, in sweet fellowship. And because they behold his glory and behold his face, they are being transformed into the image that they are seeing. They are seeing life, so they are being transformed into life. Jesus said, I am life. So as they keep seeing life, they are transformed into life. And because they don't see death on the inside, they can't see death on the outside. Hallelujah. So, so this is what God is wanting to do with you. Child of God, are you going to connect and become part of the terminal generation? That generation, that, uh, the Enoch generation, that will not see death. Because they are working closely, deeply, in intimate relationship with God. This is the technology that is behind the rapture. What is the rapture? The rapture is mass resurrection. <laughs> mass resurrection of those who are alive. And their body is transformed. And their body is transformed from mortality to immortality. That's what we call rapture. And, and, and it's going to happen because there is a group of believers who behold the face, who behold the glory of God in intimate connection and sinking that they don't see death. And because they don't see death, they don't experience death. And, 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 and I want to announce to you, I am a part of that generation. You need to be a part of that generation. Let, let, me, let me show you another technology that God is releasing now, 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 now into the body in Luke chapter 2 so he's releasing the Enoch technology okay it's already released it's being poured into the body and now he, he, he is also releasing the Simeon technology let me let me unpack that for you Luke chapter 2 Luke chapter 2 verse 26 yeah look at what Bible says and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he will not see death before he had seen the lost Christ. This was the, the, the prophet, the priest, Simeon. He will not die. He was alive and sustained by the power of God waiting for Jesus to be born. So until he saw Jesus as a baby, he could not die. Can I tell you something? The Bible says it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is revealing to the saints all across the body of Christ universally, all across the body of Christ, Christ globally. He's beginning to reveal to saints that, that they will not see death. He's beginning to reveal it. As saints are pressing in, that's one of the things that mark the terminal generation. They have a revelation that they will not see death by the Holy Spirit before they see the Lord descend in the sky, <laughs> in the earth, where he, he comes to take his saints. 
So there are there, there is that simian technology being released in the body right now. And I'm saying to you, in the name of Jesus, you can connect with that anointing. You can connect with that grace. I'm pressing that God can show you by his spirit that you will not see death. That, that, that you can't see death. You don't see it inside. You don't see it outside. <laughs> and that's what preserves you. And that's what keeps you. Hallelujah. So that's the Simeon generation. So, so, so that Simeon technology is being released now. That people, by the Spirit of God's red, by the by the revelation of the Spirit of God, they connect with the flow of life, and they refuse to submit to the spirit of death. All right, Habakkuk, chapter one, verse twelve. Habakkuk, chapter one, verse twelve. Habakkuk 1.12. The Bible says, Are you not from everlasting, O Lord, my God, my Holy One? We shall not die. O Lord, you have appointed them for judgment. O Rock, you have marked them for correction. This is prophetically speaking about the generation they have been appointed for judgment they are judging the cavities of death the cavities that the soul cavities in the souls of believers that have the devil had had sustained and kept those cavities and the believers reaffirm those cavities and say no it's an inevitable end we we almost die that's a lie that's a lie. There's a generation that has arisen now that will judge that cavity. What does it mean to judge? To judge something is to declare it good or bad. So we are declaring the cavity of death as bad. <laughs> That's judgment. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying in this message. That's what we're saying in this series. We are judging that, that error. We are judging that error and saying no more. No more. Believers, wake up. Wake up to the truth of God's word. No more shall we continue to believe that death is an inevitable end that every believer must go through. Not, it's not true. It's not true. So we're judging that cavity. And the Bible says, you have marked them for correction. There's a generation that's being raised. That terminal generation to correct this error. It's amazing. It's an error that is in the body. It's an error that has been in the conscious, on the consciousness of the church for a long time, for the last 2,000 years. It's an error. That error is being corrected right now. Let me tell you something. Let, let me explain this thing. See, in Acts chapter 10, we read the story of the conversion of the first Gentile. The first Gentile that came to faith in Christ Jesus is Cornelius and his household. Cornelius was a man who feared God and prayed and gave arms. And there's something that Cornelius understood. I don't know how he got it, but it seemed to me that he got a revelation that the, the death of Jesus and the salvation that Jesus uh, secured on the cross by his sacrifice is for all men, not only for Jews. For all men. So he began to press in in prayer. He began to press in in prayer for his own salvation and the salvation of his household. He began to press in. 
Meanwhile, before then, nobody, none of the disciples of Jesus Christ, none of the apostles understood it that salvation was for all men. They thought salvation were only for the Jews. Bible scholars tell us that from Acts chapter 1 to Acts chapter 10 was about 10 years. So for 10 solid years, something as basic, as fundamental as salvation being for all men. When Jesus was saying to them, go into all the world, they didn't understand it. They didn't understand. They thought salvation was only for the Jews. For so, so for 10 years, no Gentile got born again. For 10 years, no Gentile got healed. For 10 years, no Gentile got baptized in the Holy Spirit. For 10 years, no Gentile got baptized in water. Can you believe that? And yet, the church of Jesus Christ was marching forward, winning souls and avoiding Gentiles. Why? Because they didn't know. They didn't understand it, that salvation was for all men. So for 10 years, heaven never gained any, any Gentile. No Gentile got born again. No Gentile got saved. Only Jews were getting saved. And until a Gentile pressed in and pressed in and, and downloaded this thing and pulled down the experience, an angel had to be dispatched to come to him to tell him what he needs to do. The same, another angel, or maybe the same one, I don't know, was sent to Peter in a vision. A vision was sent, given to Peter simultaneously to solve this problem. What was happening there? The mindset, listen, the mindset of the church and the leaders of the church for 10 years have been wrong. Have been wrong. And they denied Gentiles salvation. They denied Gentiles becoming part of the commonwealth of Christ for 10 solid years. Can you believe that? And, and these were people who walked closely with Jesus and they never understood. When Jesus said in John chapter 10 that I have sheep from another fold that need to come in. I have sheep that need to come in. They didn't understand it. Yet he told them these things plainly, but they didn't get it. Say, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every nation and make disciples of all nations. They didn't understand it. So can, can, can it be that this is what we are dealing with again? That these things have been in the Bible, but the generations before the terminal generation did not understand it. But now, God is bringing bringing clarity, bringing understanding as we are pressing into this truth. God is bringing it and we are sharing it. Now many people will understand it and many will press into life and will download life and, 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 and superimpose life at a molecular level in our bodies and swallow up death. What happened in the book of Acts confirms this thing, that there can be Provisions made available by grace. But people, because of cavities, because of wrong understanding, misunderstanding, ignorance, we are denied of the experience of the goodness of God because of cavities. That's what happened in the book of Acts. Up until Cornelius. Thank God for Cornelius. Every, every Gentile, oh Cornelius, an offering when we get to heaven. <laughs> if they receive offering, that's right. 
Every Gentile owes Cornelius an offering. A seed of gratitude to say, Cornelius, thank you. Thank you for pressing in. Thank you for pressing in. And do you know, do you know this is the interesting part? For that whole 10 years that they were avoiding Gentiles. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 11, they were avoiding Gentiles and only preaching to Jews. And all the time they were avoiding Gentiles, the Spirit of God, the Father in heaven, were watching these people and did not stop them. Ah! He was watching them and did not stop them. What was it? God was waiting for somebody who was going to press in. God was waiting for somebody who was going to press in and download this truth and lay hold on it by faith. Thank God there was Cornelius. And as Cornelius pressed in, heaven responded and sent an angel to bring a revolution. The angel went to Peter and tell Peter to come and speak to and, and minister to Cornelius and his household. Go to a city called Joppa and go and minister to them there and tell them the way of salvation so that they can be saved. And on that day, the Bible says, while Peter was speaking to Cornelius, the Holy Ghost fell on the people. The Holy Ghost fell on the people as he fell on the day of Pentecost. That's, that's what happens. When people press in, the anointing of God pours down. <laughs> the glory of God pours down. The generation, the generation that we call it the terminal generation, as we press in, life is going to be pouring down. Pouring down into ourselves, pouring down into our genes, correcting the error of death. Hallelujah. Look at Numbers chapter 16. Yes, 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 my time is, is running. Number 16. Number 16. The Bible says in verse 48. Number 16, verse 48. This is, this is important. He says, and he stood between the dead and the living. So the plague was stopped. And he stood between the dead and the living. So the plague was stopped. What am I sharing here? The terminal generation. We are standing between the living and the dead. We are staying there and saying the plague of death must stop. <laughs> the plague of death must stop. And what is going to happen is that as we lay hold on this truth, we are challenging death. And, and we are stopping people from dying. And, and the people that died, we raise them and bring them back. Yes. You are going to see more dead raisins more than ever before. You are going to see it. As many people are laying hold on this truth, we're going to raise the dead. And can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? God is not a respecter of persons. This is one of the things we know about God. If he raised one from the dead, he can raise all from the dead. What he has done for one, he does for all. So if one, listen, if one dead person has been raised from the dead, every other dead person can be raised from the dead. Yes, every other dead person can be raised from the dead. Somebody needs to press in with the truth and raise them. It's because he's not finding anybody. <laughs> That's why people are still being buried. It's true. It's true. Because we are not convinced. Because they still have this cavity in the soul of the church. So we are not vehement to say no. No to death. Reverse death. Bring people back to life. And because we are not convinced. That's why. But God is, is as we are pressing into the word of God. And downloading this revelation, God is changing that. And then, my last scripture for today. My last scripture, Isaiah chapter 28, verse 18. Isaiah 28, 
verse 18. You need to listen to this teaching again. In fact, this is the fourth one in the installment. So you need to go to the, our YouTube channel and listen to all the teachings on this cavity of death. So you'll understand it. Look at Isaiah chapter 28 verse 18. Isaiah 28 verse 18. It says, Your covenant with death will be annulled. Your agreement with show will not stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you will be trampled down by it. There's a covenant with death that the church had made. An agreement with death. We keep agreeing with it. The terminal generation came to cancel that agreement. <laughs> the we are here. We are here to cancel that agreement. To cancel that covenant. To annul it. We, we have ignorantly made a covenant with death. And ignorantly made an agreement with show. No. No, no, no. As light is coming right now. We are annulling that covenant. We are annulling that agreement. We say no. Death is an enemy. We don't side with it. We don't make an agreement with an enemy. No, no, no. We are not. We are not. But no, no. If we, the agreement that was made uh, ignorantly in times past, we annul it now. Annul it. That's prophecy. A generation will come that will annul the covenant with death. That will, that will di di disregard the agreement with, with Shaul. We are that generation. If you key into this teaching, key into this understanding, you become part of that generation. We annul the covenant of death over your life over your family, over your finances, over every area of your life. Death must not, at, must not be at work. That covenant is being annulled. The agreement is being destroyed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're going to rise and walk as victors, not victims. We are not victims of death. No. We are victors. We are victors with our Lord and our Master Jesus Christ. So we're going to enjoy victory over death. Joy, victory. Where, wherever it wants to show up, we exercise dominion over it. Hallelujah. I'm going to continue tomorrow uh, as we continue to look at this. Uh, you, you need to join. You need to tell people about the broadcast. You need to share this broadcast. Tell everybody uh, that we are in a season when they are non, the, the agreement with death is being annulled. The covenant with death is being cancelled in the name of Jesus. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow evening, 7 p.m. South African time, as we continue delving into this subject in Jesus' name. Good night. God bless you. See you tomorrow. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.